There is an elephant in the room, or maybe more like a giant bear with a heart in its hands. Yes, tonight is one of the most somber events on the church calendar, and yes, it also happens to be Valentine's Day. That hasn't happened since 1945. The coincidence does not happen often. Easter and Lent are on a lunar schedule. Easter is always the first Sunday after the first full moon of the vernal equinox. So the first Sunday of spring according to the movement of the sun and moon. While Valentine's Day is extra boring always on February 14th. Interestingly, this will happen again in five years, in 2029, but then it won't happen again in a century. So we'll see one more of these maybe, and maybe not again. Some of, them, some of us will, some little ones. So in honor of this convergence, I offer you a top 10 list, familiar to anyone who used to watch The Late Show with David Letterman, top 10 things that Ash Wednesday and Valentine's Day have in common. Number 10, they both have opaque poetry. Whether you're reading a cringy note from a significant other or the Psalms, it's a day of allegory and alliteration. Number nine, both holidays originate in love. Ash Wednesday is a reminder that we were made from a loving creator and have our destiny in the same. Valentine's Day is not so much about destiny, but other expressions of love. Number eight, both commemorations can be awkward. If you've ever carried around a large stuffed bear and a bouquet of balloons, you know that it might have seemed like a romantic gesture, but it can be embarrassing to walk through your office or school towards your car, in like manner, here at Ash Wednesday, we each get the reminder of mortality on our foreheads. Ash is a cross, and no, I'm not doing hearts tonight. And then when we stop at H-E-B after, we get weird stares in the proto-styles. Number seven, both holidays have a candlelit meal. Number six, both holidays could potentially have live music, but I doubt you would get serenaded by a hundred-year-old organ so you're lucky this evening. Number five, both holidays can have you ending up in church. If your beloved proposes on Valentine's Day, you end up up here with me. If you come to Ash Wednesday, you end up up here with me. Number four, both are reflected in stars. Some romantics pay to have a star named after their beloved. And here at Ash Wednesday, we are reminded that we were created from stardust, animated by God's breath. Scientists tell us that most of the elements in our bodies originated in the stars. So we already are stars, made for love to be fun. Both holidays, number three, both holidays can end up with some reminders that we don't really want to hear all the time. It's not really the most fun to be reminded of our deaths, right? In like manner, there are times when Valentine's Day can be disappointing with an epic fail when expectations are high or a lack of a significant other to celebrate with. Number two, both holidays have, at their center, a search for belonging. Whether you believe the cultural hype that romantic love can bring meaning or believe that the best route is to face your mortality, they both offer up a pursuit of something beyond ourselves. And the number one reason 
that Ash Wednesday and Valentine's Day are alike is chocolate. Chocolate is both the number one gift for Valentine's Day and the number one thing that people give up for less. <laughs> so if you feel some tension around your chocolates tonight, that is the reason. But Gallo's humor aside, both of these days are about one performative moment that speaks to either deep commitment or emptiness. We all know that what we say is only as good as the actions that back it up. Just like the most elaborate Valentine's gift, that huge balloon bouquet and everything else, can't cover for a terrible relationship, Ash Wednesday and Lent are not a substitute for discipleship in a true life of faith. Lent is not an invitation to performance. Sure, we make a big to-do about the ashes on our foreheads this evening and the fast that we choose for the seasons, and some of us bellyache more than others about our Lenten fasts, but it's not about impressing God or showing up in a big way, or proving our chops as followers of Christ, Lent is not a romantic gesture. It is about the transformation of our hearts into the likeness of Christ. Lent is a reminder that we're not really doing all that great at this holy living stuff. And we need to be reminded again and again how to be reformed into that likeness of Christ demonstrations of God's love. One of my neighbors recently died after a very short illness. It was really unexpected and sad, but as a person of faith, she found meaning in her life and even the suffering that she was experiencing during death. Her priest spoke of these beautiful conversations that they were having as she laid on her deathbed of her releasing her fear into faith and it was just a lovely experience of knowing that she had given her life fully to God. Every funeral that I do as a faith leader, every funeral that I attend as a friend or neighbor, every death that I witness as a pastor is another reminder of the way that God holds us from beginning to end. Tonight is a little preview into each of our respective funerals. We get to peer over the side of the coffin and be inspired and renewed into the preciousness of life and the faithfulness of God. Beloved, God holds you from beginning to end. You were made from love to love. You were created from the step of stars to live in this life you inhabit. So reconcile your heart to God. 